It is Monday, October 23rd, 2023. This is another playoff edition of Baseball Today, presented to you by SeatGeek. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan along for the ride as well. And a quick reminder, go download the SeatGeek app today if you haven't already done it on your phone. Why? Because they want to save you 10% off your next purchase. All you have to do is use the code JOHNBOYPOSTSEASON. All caps, all one word. You're going to get 10% off. Whether you are a newbie in the SeatGeek world or a returning customer, use it on your baseball playoffs, the NFL, college football, upcoming NBA, which starts this week, NHL. If you're a concert goer, save your 10% right now. All right, Ploof. Boy, oh boy. I guess a few things have happened since the last time we saw each other, huh? A few. A few. Yeah. I want to tell you this. So Sunday, everybody knows that I I do NFL Network. Last night, we're watching Eagles- Dolphins on one side of the big screen and watching game six of the ALCS in the other. And my partner on the show, Maurice Jones drew not much of a baseball fan. He keeps asking me, why are these pitchers getting so excited when seven out of 10 times the hitter gets out anyway? Like just go to walk to the dot. And I'm trying That's to explain right. to him. No, I'm That's trying to explain right. to him. He's like, right. No, this is the time of year where guys can show a little bit of emotion. This isn't July. I was like, imagine this is the AFC championship. And a quarterback just completed a pass and he got fired up because they complete 65% of their passes. Are they not allowed to get excited? I'm not, I'm, I'm talking baseball here in these pitchers, bro. You win all the time. Just relax. Oh, okay. Well, nah, I'm just kidding. Not all the Astros pitchers, particularly the relievers were winning last night because the guy who was in the middle of a fracas in game five, he was getting dominated in game six until he finally reserved a spot at the table in game seven. Stanek's 1-1. He is drilled on a line. Left field and gone! Adolis Garcia makes his statement. And the Rangers have their sights set on Game 7. They just don't let the, the adversity get to them. Uh, we've got injuries, uh, uh, tough streaks, and uh, they keep getting up. And that's that's what it's about in this game. you, you got to bounce back. you got to be resilient. Dan, can you go back when the ball goes into the stands? It looks like there's just one Texas Rangers fan in a sea of Houston fans in the Crawford boxes, and he's going nuts. I I got to see this guy. Oh, uh, yeah. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he must have been getting crap all game long. I think maybe his buddy's next to him. Oh, Biggio. No, that's a, that's a Houston Astro. fan. Yeah. Is that good for I didn't him? Know Brand, maybe Brandon Marsh on the day off flew down to Houston. That beer. By the way, bro, like that's a dangerous place to be. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It is. Okay, so here we are. We got a game seven. Um, how surprised are you that we got here? Honestly, not that surprised. I mean these these uh, teams have been these teams have been pretty evenly matched. I think they kind of. You know, if one team has a deficiency uh, in one area, the other team is good in that area and back and forth and back and forth. I really feel like this is a very evenly matched series. And I said this on on Talking Baseball. We're seeing like a budding rivalry start. Mm. Like it hasn't been that, you know, it really hasn't. And, and, you know, you might say that the cities have some sort of rivalry. I don't live in Dallas or Houston, but I'm assuming it's similar to like a San Fran, L.A. or a even a San Diego, LA, something like that, where they're like, there's a little bit of rivalry, but these two teams are going to be good for their foreseeable future because the Astros are just good all the time. And the 
Rangers have paid guys to stay there for a long time. And they look like they want to be in this contention window for quite some time. So we're getting the drama, the uh, the fights, like everything is happening. We're seeing a rivalry start right now. And there's nothing better for a rivalry than game seven. This is the best. I'm super excited. I just, as I tell you, I, I don't care who wins. I just wanted more baseball. And fortunately, that's what we're going to get later on today. Um, I thought that the Rangers had to win game four. Remember, I made the statement that I felt like the Rangers had to win game four at home in order to have a chance. And then they didn't. And then they lost game five in the most gut-wrenching way ever. And I was like, God, how are they going to survive? And then Evaldi gave up a run in the first inning. And I think that was the key, was that he shut it down after that. Because he still had two guys on and only one guy out. And if he even gives up just one more, two, you know, crooked numbers. How often have we talked about it, particularly yeah. in the first inning? And you get that home team feeling good about itself. I think, to be honest with you, the Houston fans were a little disappointed. They weren't able to pile on. They were like, man, we had a chance to really kind of slam the door here. Nope, it didn't happen. And all of a sudden, Garver hits a home run barely. Pitch. And, yeah. you know, now we're back and we're tied. And uh, God almighty, there was just so many little things that were interesting. Like, I know I know, Astro fans are pissed at Dusty Baker for sending up John Singleton with the bases Why? loaded. Huh? Why are Astros fans pissed about that? Because of the the end result? No, because of the guys that he had on the bench that he could have used. McCormick and Diaz? Yeah. Two real power guys instead of a guy who's hitting well below 200, who walks a lot, who got a critical walk the other day in the series. But he wanted wanted someone to get on base for Altuve, and this guy just did that and put up a really good at bat, by the way. The first time he faced Leclerc to get the walk. And even this time when he got the strikeout, Leclerc kind of threw a nasty backup slider at the top of the zone. It's tough to that's a tough pitch for a hitter. I mean, how many pitches was this? About seven? Eight pitches? Eight pitches. Yeah. It was I am a not very, mad very at that move. I'm not mad at that move whatsoever. You're getting the right left matchup. He just proved that he can put up a good at bat against Leclerc. It's kind of and Jimmy pointed this out on talking baseball. That's like scary for Leclerc. Because this is the exact same sequence that happened in game five. You walk mm-hmm. Singleton and you give up a homer to Altuve. I mean, I have no problem with this. And it wasn't good at bad. The end result wasn't what you wanted. But don't sit right. here and question, oh, we should have sent this guy. We should have sent that guy. No way, man. And I also didn't have a problem with the relievers he ended up going to, you know, with Montero. Montero's been actually very good in the playoffs. Um, and then he brought in Stanek. I mean, could he have gone a different direction? Could he have brought in his closer to keep it at 4-2 and have a chance and force the Rangers to use LeClerc again in the ninth? Absolutely. He didn't. And now this is where we are for Game 7. And so we've got Javier and Scherzer in a repeat of Game 3. It was Scherzer's first start in over a month. And we know what Javier has done in his postseason run. He wasn't at his best in Game 3, but he was certainly good enough to win. And um, so what are you most looking forward to tonight? Sorry, I'm just looking at some stats right now. What am I most looking forward to tonight? I want to see what Scherzer we see. Um, I know like the leash will be short, but at the same time, I mean, I think both these managers have shown that, you know, if the guy is looking good, feeling good, that, you know, we're going to try to steal some outs. I put steal some outs 
in quotations because this is Max Scherzer we're talking about. I I hope he shows up, and I honestly could see him like throwing four. I, I said this the last time he was out; it did not happen. But I could see magic happening and him going deeper into this game than people expect. So I'm excited this just to see, I guess, how far Scherzer can go, and then yes, how Bochi can manage is going to manage this game. Are we going to see Jordan Montgomery come in to face Jordan Alvarez in a big spot? I think the chances of that are very, very high. So there's all these little things. I mean, it's game seven. Like, everything matters. Uh, It's win or go home for both teams. So we're going to see some funky stuff happening. And there's no more... There's no more pressure-packed situation than this, unless it's game seven of the World Series. I mean, this is this is... This is everything. So you're going to see some players shine in this environment. You're going to see some players maybe fold under the bright lights. And I think to me, that's just like as a person watching the game, I just, I love to see how guys handle this situation because you really don't get to be in these situations very often. Now, you know, the rain, or excuse me, the Astros have been in some pressure pack situations for quite some time, but I just think that I want to see how these guys react to the bright lights, the brightest. It's not just the players, dude. It's the managers as well. Yeah. And so it's the, it's the only time of year where you really get criticized as a manager strategically, right? You can always hide behind, well, I needed to stay away from this reliever. Uh, you know, it's the middle of July. We're in the middle of playing 20 games in 21 days. You can always use that stuff during the regular season. You can't do it in the postseason. Everybody is available except the two starters that pitched last night. Everybody else is going to be out there. How many starting pitchers are we going to see that, you know, it might not just be Montgomery. Is 40-year-old Justin Verlander available for a hitter or two? You know, I think I also think he's down. I think he is down. They have enough pitching that I don't think they need him. Right, in part because they've got Urquidy that can give you some length. And Hunter Brown. Like, they have those. Guys. And, yeah. You're right. You're right. But how cool Maybe. would it be? How cool would it be to see Justin Verlander come in in a big situation, like nursing a one-run lead in the seventh? No, this is what's going to happen. JV is going to put his spikes on, and he's going to run to the bullpen uh, in yeah. between like innings and get a massive ovation, and he's going to sit out there for the rest of the game. But yeah, that's probably what will happen. That is. <laughs> but I think that managers get a bit squirrely, too. They yeah. really do, because they have to sit there, and your your guy can be cruising through two innings. And then the first two guys get on in the third. Well, then what do you do? You got to make it through, you know, six plus innings still. It's seven innings. So do you let a guy try and wiggle out of a jam? Because there is no tomorrow. So th- there is going to be constant pressure on two future Hall of Fame managers to push all the right buttons. And historically, one of them has. Bochi has never lost a do or die game. And one of them hasn't. Dusty Baker has never won one of those. I love it. The storylines are just so good right now. I'm telling you, this is a, this this has turned into an unbelievable series. And I want to go back and touch on the Yanir Diaz thing. And I I figured, hey, you get the a platoon matchups. You get Singleton right left against Leclerc, and then you end up getting Yanir Diaz against Heaney. Uh, you get the lefty righty matchup there. But as I'm looking at Yanir Diaz's splits. He's got reverse splits mm. and really shocking. A 931 OPS against right-handers and a 620 against left-handers. So now I'm questioning the decision 
a little bit more. I still think my the reasoning is what I said it was. You just saw this guy walk and get a bat against Leclerc. Um and I I I still think he made the right decision, but that made me question a little bit more. Mm-hmm. We have to get to this. Brian Abreu has filed his appeal. It's going to be heard. We're hearing a ton of reports out there. It's going to be heard at some point today. And MLB is expected to render its decision before game seven. Are you okay with the way this whole thing played out or no? No, not at all. There's no way he should be suspended. He, he shouldn't even been thrown out of the game, in my opinion. I don't wow. think it was intentional. I don't think it was intentional whatsoever. I don't. And like people are trying to make me believe Jake's trying to make me believe that the Astros had some evil plan to hit him and to ice Leclerc. No way. Not with one uh, runner on first, nobody out in, in that kind of game. You just don't do that. That's just silly. So um, I don't think he should have been thrown out. I know that when you get thrown out for intent that there, this just happens. I think there's, that's what the rule is. I would be shocked, shocked if they kept the suspension, unless they know something that we don't know. I'd be shocked if they kept the suspension. And if they you do, think shame it's going on from two to zero. I hope so. I think it'd be absolutely ridiculous to not have this guy available for game seven. He's the, he's like he's their reliever. One, I mean, you got Presley back there, but he's been their best reliever. Okay, but hold on. Does this does it matter? Are you saying that they'll make it from two to zero because they go back and they say, All right, it was really hard for us to judge intent, or they're gonna take it from two to zero because this is game seven? I think it's it's hard to judge intent. He got thrown out for intent, but I think if they got together and they hear, you know, they have an actual meeting about it, I think you can say there's no way. Like, look at the circumstance, dude. Look at the situation. And again, if they uphold it or they just take it down to one and he misses game seven, I think it's a mistake. And I think it's bullshit. So all six umpires got together, according to Mike Hill, who's the president of baseball ops for on-field issues like this. He came up and said, all six umpires agreed that there was intent. Got it and wrong. In our history, they got it wrong. Yes. Do you think that the league has to intervene in that case and say, we get it, the umpires are there, but we're all watching the same game? So they or should. are they just too afraid to usurp the umpire's power? If that's the reason they don't overturn it because they don't want to offend the umpires, then I'm I'm done. I'm done with that relationship if that's the reason. I can't I can't have that. Umpires should not be determining what's going on to this magnitude. Okay. There are, if you're in the conspiracy theory boat, a lot of this has been floating around Houston as well. What was Chris Young's previous job? He of course is now the GM of the Texas Rangers. What was his previous job? Like on-field play for MLB or something. He was the guy dishing out the punishments in the league office. That was his job before becoming the architect of the Texas Rangers. Do you think that there's any funny business going on there? I sure hope not. I think I have some respect for Chris Young and I don't think he would do that, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I think they need to take this suspension away completely. Okay. You know me. I'm not a fan of the league office. I don't like the way they handle a lot of stuff. Even I would have a hard time believing that they're like, Hey, let's take care of our buddy, Chris. Excuse me. I know that there's a ton of Astros fans who think that the league hates them. They think the world hates them. I am here to tell you right now, as a guy who's worked in television for 30 years, the executives at Fox would way more like to see you guys in the final in the World Series than the Texas Rangers. I'm just telling you why, because people do hate you. 
They want somebody. It, why do you think A-Rod's on their network? Why do you think that? This is why. Because there's a small fraction of people that do like you, mostly in Houston, Texas, and that's cool. And there's also a big part of the baseball world is like, oh, them cheating motherfuckers. I hope they lose. The Texas Rangers, they're like, go. Who's on their team? When you're talking about trying to get the average sports fan involved in the World Series, they might go, oh, yeah, I don't like the, the Astros. I'm going to watch them lose. They're not going to go, oh, I can't wait to watch Robbie Grossman hit third tonight. That's not what they're doing. So they're it's not Scarver now, you. bro. Yeah, I know. But, you know, he did hit third <laughs> the other night. Just want to let you know. So let, let's get past that. Number two, Brian Abreu got screwed. He got screwed. Now, if the easiest thing to do in game five was to throw him out and throw out Garcia and throw out Dusty, even though I don't think he's left the dugout yet, I, I guess I can live with that. That's the easiest way to get control of the game, whatever. Fine. I was shocked when the suspension came down. So I had to text some guys who play Major League Baseball. I was like, do you guys think that he hit him intentionally? I got a split vote, dude. I got a split I'd love to vote. Know, I'd love to know the guy that said yes. I'd I'm telling you. Tell me after. after. I can't wait. So I, I don't know how to feel. I was like, okay, these guys have been on the field. I've asked position players. I've asked pitchers. And I got a split vote. So I can just report to you that I got a split vote. I don't think he hit him intentionally. But I will add this. That if something happens on the field of play and there's punishment doled out, it must be served in the playoffs. It has to be. There's no way around it. I know that Bart Giamatti, the then commissioner, the late commissioner in 1988, Jay Howell, the Dodgers, ends up having a foreign substance on his mitt. He suspended him three games in the NLCS, games four, five, and six, because he said, if this thing goes seven, I don't want the mistake of one man perhaps costing an entire team. He actually came out and said that. Baseball here is like, well, fuck it. It's going to be two games. This might be game seven. You're going to sit your ass down. So he shouldn't serve it next regular season. He's got to serve it now. So if they uphold the suspension, he's going to miss the biggest game of the year. And he is their second most important reliever behind Ryan Presley. I'll be I'll be upset if it upholds. If it gets, you know, pared down to one game. Like it's silly. I I can't wait for you to tell me who said yes. I can't wait. Well, you just have to sit around and wait and see, won't you? You're gonna tell me. Hey, by the way, do you think, and I want to ask this real quick. Do you think that Altuve, Alvarez, or Seeger will have a chance to deliver the game winner with the game on the line late? Of course. Of course. Yes. That's how this series has gone. And I think we might see the Montgomery-Alvarez matchup. That's what I think we might see. And you know Altuve will be looming, yes. At some point, there's that bad man. He's in the three-hole. Uh, he, you know, A couple of runners need to get on to get this guy uh in the batter's box, and it's going to happen. Like, we're going to see Jose Altuve have a chance to either, A, put them ahead or do something big in this game. 100%. How about Kyle Tucker laying down a bunt last night trying to? Yeah, it's been that. rough. It has been rough. I was going to ask you something else, and now I forgot. That's all right. You want to move on to the NLCS? Could sure. wrap up today, this afternoon in Philly. 
D-backs made it 2-2 in the desert with a couple of gutsy wins before those lumbering bats of the Phillies showed up once again in Game 5. That was a big game for us, you know, coming in here and being able to get one is, is huge. That's a really good team over there, and um, we took advantage of, you know, everything we could today, and, um, you know, the last two before that, you know, want to flush that as quick as possible and get in here to the third game and, and win that going home. That, of course, the sounds, the many sounds of Bryce Harper, who did it all there in game five. All right, so game six, it's a rematch of game two. It's Merrill Kelly for Arizona. It's Aaron Nola for the Philadelphia Phillies. Finish this statement. You'll know Arizona is in this game if Merrick Kelly gets through the first inning unscathed. I think that's the biggest tell. I mean, if he can go through and and put a zero up in the first inning, settle everything down, I think that'll calm all the Diamondbacks fans down and the players too. You know, I think those giving up those early runs really has been tough uh, for the Snakes. Um, and for anybody in the playoffs, to be honest with you. But I think if he gets through the first inning, gets Schwarber out, gets Harper out, I think he can settle in. I had the same thing written on my paper. It's All like right. we were cheating off of each other. <laughs> in fact, I will let the manager of the Philadelphia Phillies, your old buddy Rob Thompson, explain what that atmosphere is like for a visiting team. As loud as I've ever heard it in a stadium. Um, and it's not just... Um, it's not just how loud it is, but how long it goes. It goes from first pitch to the last pitch, and, and you know they're standing up the entire game. It, it's just an incredible atmosphere. And you know what, Tori Lovello and the Arizona Diamondbacks know that too. They know it. Why? Because Gallon gave up two bombs in the first inning of Game One, and Kelly did. He gave up a solo shot in the first inning of Game Two. You can't be going to the dugout at the top of the second. Look at that scoreboard. They'll take 0-0 in a second. If you yeah. said, would you sign up for not doing anything in the first as long as they didn't do anything in the first, they would be like, yeah, absolutely I'm in. Yeah. They've got Really, they've got to get through the first three innings where maybe they can take a little bit of air out of that stadium. Don't you agree? Yeah, take a little air out. Just keep the game close. I mean, this is, this is their M.O. is... You know, they're able to come back in games. As long as they keep it close, I think they feel like they're in the game. Uh, you just can't – we can't see like a 3 nothing after the third or something like that for the Phillies. Like they, they have to either score first or hold them to zeros, yes. Now, there is one area of concern for the Phillies and their fans, and it's when Craig Kimbrell comes into the game, right? We know what happened in the end of game four. Arizona came back against him. The big Alec Thomas Homer. He looks. I mean, I don't know if you remember 2018, but he's when he started walking the world for the Red Sox. And I mean, it wasn't him getting the last out of the 2018 World Series, right? It was Chris Sale that was on the mound. It was not Craig Kimbrell. Can they use Kimbrell in a high leverage situation? I think they can. I think you have to stick to him in the ninth like that's what he's used to doing i don't think it, he look, he doesn't look comfortable coming in in any other part of the game he's not a guy that you want to put a fire out in the seventh with or something like that and that's and i think that's okay and sometimes you have to realize that like this guy is 
a closer. He needs to be in closer situations. I feel like there are certain guys throughout the league that do that. I think you can still rely on him. And I think Topper will. I mean, do you think the only the only thing I can see happening is like a Ranger Suarez going yeah. around like three innings or something like that, right? Yeah. Like if something like that happens, then we maybe not won't see Kimbrell. I don't think we see like Alvarado throwing two innings to shut the game down. I I, I don't see that happening. Uh, so I, I still think he gets used. If it's a safe situation tonight, I think Kimbrell's out there. So you think 4-3, Philly, top of nine, that door swings open. You think it's Craig Kimbrell walking through the door? With people up, yeah. With like people up right away. The Ranger Suarez card is so interesting to me, right? Because if you use him and God forbid something happens and Arizona comes back and wins the game, who's pitching game seven? I don't think they care about that. <laughs> really? Well, they I mean, have how- they have people. They have people. They have people. You got Sanchez, you got Walker, and you got Lorenzen. I know that's not exactly what you want. You'd rather have Ranger Suarez out there at this point of the year. But if you're going for the jug there and you think you got a lane for the Ranger to go. That's why it's so unnerving. It's so interesting about Kimbrell. I, I don't know if you can touch him right now. I, I know that Thompson came out and said, you know, I think we need he needs a little bit of a break. When a manager comes out and says that publicly, that ain't good. Yeah. It's not good. So... I know Alvarado, I don't think he pitched in game five. Obviously, he had a travel day to recover as well. So, But he's a highly emotional guy. You're going to ask him to go more than one inning? Like, that feels like it could be disastrous. Is there anybody else you would feel good about? I love the Ranger Suarez idea. Is there anybody else you'd feel great about, right? Kirkering has had his ups and downs. He's a kid that's been up in the major leagues less than a month, so I get it. Hoffman. Okay, interesting situation. He had to come in really early in the game uh, the last time we saw him and did a nice job. But he also has given up. He gave up the big shot to Austin Riley in the Braves series. Like, where do you feel comfortable if you're the Phillies? I know what the Diamondbacks are trying to do. I don't know what the Phillies are doing at the back end. It just kind of depends on the situation. I could see like a Matt Strom kind of like, you know, Towing it from the first base side, that funky lefty stuff coming in like this in the postseason, you know, you kind of have to see who's hot and in the in the lanes. I did just go back to look at Thompson's quotes about Kimbrell and he said sixth, seventh inning he might get used. I think that's a mistake. Interesting. I think if you if you either don't pitch him or you put him in the ninth, I don't think he's comfortable doing anything else. So like if you don't want to use him, okay. But I don't think you bring this guy in early. I just don't. Yes or no? Does Craig Kimbrell throw a pitch tonight? I would say yes. I, I would, but I mean, kind of, I guess I missed that. I, I saw that he said he's going to take a little bit of a break, but I didn't see like, hey, we're going to use him low leverage sixth or seventh inning. I, I think that's a mistake. Well, I didn't um, say that. No, Thompson said that. Okay. What does a break mean at this time of year? Quote, Sixth inning, seventh inning. His stuff is good. It's just his ability to power the ball through the zone. I don't think he does. I think they're going to try and win tonight, figure something out over the next few days before the World Series gets going on Friday. It all depends what the score is. Okay. We're, and we're talking like the Phillies are going to be up for sure. And say, we don't know that. If it's a four run lead and you got two innings to cover, it wouldn't surprise me if Ranger Suarez came and threw out the last two innings. 
that that would be phenomenal. I think that'd be fun. Can't wait. All right, let's do this one quickly. Giants have received permission to talk to Bob Melvin about their managerial vacancy. Of course, he spent the last two years out in San Diego. Are you surprised that the Padres would just let Melvin go to a division rival? No, because it sounds like Preller and him have some sort of stained relationship beef. Yeah, so I think Bowmel was like demanded it probably. I'd assume. I I saw they said he's the leading candidate for it. Yeah, it's probably going to well, be the probably going to be the Giants manager. Not only leading candidate, you're not going to let a guy like Bob Melvin interview for the job unless Melvin's like, dude, give me the job. Like, I'm get not me out of here. here. <laughs> right. Throw but me dude, I mean, you're leaving. You're leaving. I know they didn't perform well this year, but you're leaving a pretty dang good squad down in San Diego for what I would say is decidedly a worse roster in San Francisco. But oh, yeah. Bo Mel is used to managing bad rosters that overperform, right? Well, do you think that the some Padres fans a little have a little bit of PTSD, right? Who else did the Padres let go up to San Francisco with time left on his contract to go manage a team? Bochi. They let him go. He had a year left on his deal. They were like, okay, go ahead. I know, different situation, different times. But all Bochi did was become a Hall of Fame manager up in San Francisco by winning three rings in five seasons. You don't think for just a little bit, even if when you look at the roster construction, you're like, oh, our roster's way better than the Giants. There's just a little bit of that thought creeping in. For Melvin? For the Padres fans, where they're like, man, we're going to let a guy, a pretty good manager go and go up north, mm -hmm. and we have to see him 13 times a year, and it could be interesting. It would be interesting. I, I think Another it's good layer. for Bo Mel. He's a Bay Area guy, I feel like. You know? Yes. Yeah, he is. He's And he also played up there for part of his 10-year uh, career. So good for him. I can't wait to find out the real story of what happened behind the scenes there in San Diego, which I'm sure we'll get in about two and a half decades. All right, finally. Um, Unbelievable. Pat yourself on the back all the time. I, we this had is, our, my conspiracy theory is this right here. What? What? Wait, wait what's a conspiracy theory? We just talked about Michael Phelps. And you're like, yeah, it'd be great for him to give a pump-up speech. And then here he is. He threw out the first pitch the other day in Arizona. Well, now, wait are you, a best, second. Friends? You, are you I... best friends with Michael Phelps? Do you guys swim together on the weekends? He does look a lot like my oldest nephew, Stephen Qualley. Um, Stephen See, I love this story. freaky stuff right here. Give me all the freak stuff. I love Dude, it. That's his Olympic warm-up. I know. I mean, how amazing was that? Look at Seawald. Look at how happy he is. Although it looked like Seawald had never caught a baseball before. He's like back there trying to track the thing. I have to get well, on him about that. He threw it like a shot put. It wasn't a great first pitch. It was a strike, I guess. Yeah. It, it looked like a uh, it looked like a, a position player just trying to get out of an inning in an 11-2 game. And they missed a golden opportunity. He should have thrown the first pitch. Ran straight to the pool and got in it. Come on, you have a pool and Michael Phelps there. You're right, a thousand percent on that. He should have pulled a pair of goggles out of his back yes. pocket. He should have been wearing like the NBA warm up um, pants where you just rip them off with the buttons on the side, and he's wearing a speedo, and he, or he's wearing the one you know. Now he wears the ones where it goes all the way down the like yeah. half body suit, and he should have just swam right in the that's that would have been great amazing gosh somebody's to hire me yep 
Where were you? Where are you? My third job. You could be a marketing intern for the Arizona Diamondbacks. <sighs> Would have worked out great. All right. Um, what do we got? Do we have a full World Series after tonight or just half a World Series? What's it looking like? A, I think we have a full World Series. Okay. So Phillies. I think it's going to be a team from Texas. What's the What's matter the with you? What, are you worried about hurting fan bases? Feelings? No, are you I worried uh, that they're going to come get you. I honestly have no idea who's going to win the Astros Rangers game. I have no lean. I sometimes I have leans and you feel mm-hmm. a certain way. I feel like if I had to choose, I, I think that the Astros are probably favorited in this game, I'd assume. Yep. Even though they've been horrible at home, they haven't hit at home at all. I think they're hitting 177 in the three games that they've played at home in the CS. Um, I just think the pitching favors them tonight, big time. So really, it's going to be, can the Rangers put up a nine spot again? Can they get the big hit, big homer? Oh. Yeah, so I got the Phillies winning it tonight in six. And I have got the Houston Astros. I think we get a rematch. And if I... If I'm not mistaken, I think this is going to be the first rematch in the World Series since the 77-78 Yankees-Dodgers. Is that that really possible? I mean, you just went back so much further than I have knowledge to. I I don't remember it happening. No, I don't. I I don't think we've had a, a rematch. The Yankees went three years in a row. Did they play three different teams? I think they did. Yeah, they did. They played San Diego in 98, the Braves in 99, and the Mets in 2000. And then the Diamondbacks in 2001. I'm trying to right? think of anybody that's gone back-to-back World Series. I mean... The Phillies in 08-09. They played the Rays. Rays and they played the and Yankees. The, yep. Yeah, it just doesn't happen very much. The Dodgers played two different teams. They played the Astros and then the Red Sox. Here we go. I would love to see it. The Astros played uh, the Braves, and then last year, the Phillies. The Royals played the Giants, and the who'd they beat? Mets. They beat the Mets. That's right. Thor. Right. The Braves, all those years, they played uh, uh, the Twins in 91, the Blue Jays in 92. They didn't make it in 93. There was no 94. The Indians in 95. Yankees in 96. I mean, I think we're I think we're good. I think we're the clear 77, 78. If there was just a machine that could help tell us the answer to that. Yeah, no kidding. Anyway, spent five minutes talking. About I can't wait because the Ranger fans, you, you guys should actually vote me a playoff share. I've done so much to empower you. Yeah, you have. I really have. I really have. But I'm excited because I get what I want, which is a game seven. And I love those. There's nothing better than a baseball game seven. NBA game seven, you play the same guys. Baseball game seven, you change the most vital person every few outs. It's great. Enjoy today's baseball. Double dip, first game on TBS, then on Fox. I cannot wait. For our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, and the uber-talented Trevor Plouffe, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Tuesday on Baseball Today.